You're listening to The Real Health Podcast by Ebony May. Not enough energy in the world to be worrying about why someone doesn't like you or worrying about cellulite that everybody else has on their legs or varicose veins or the fact that I'm not tan enough or whatever. We are who we are for a reason and there's more time to be spending on fun things than worrying about something you don't like about your own body. guys welcome back to the real health podcast as always i am your host ebony may and today is an interview episode with accredited sports nutritionist online coach and ebook creator beck johnson in this episode beck discusses why getting back to the basics of health and fitness is so important a big health and fitness misconception and how the work that she does empowers women and their bodies i hope you guys get so much out of this episode because there is so much value in there without further ado here is my interview with beck Beck, welcome to the Real Health Podcast. How are you? I'm good, thanks. And yourself? Really good. I'm so pumped to chat with you today. Uh, so, with the podcast, I ask every single guest the same first question, which is, "What does real health mean to you?" Uh, so, real health to me is kind of like every aspect of your life is healthy. So, it will be your mental health, um, your relationships as well. So, with your lovers, your friends, food, being social with yourself as well. Um, even like other things like your sleep, your stress, your energy and your libido. Health doesn't just look good on the outside. It's everything that's on the inside as well. Mm, 100%. I love that you put relationships in there because I think sometimes when we think relationships, we just think the um, romantic relationships, but it's also platonic relationships, relationships with food, exercise are so important to our overall health. Oh yeah, 100%. Like if you don't have a good, healthy relationship with other humans or even just interacting with anyone it really shows with other areas of your health and like they've just recently done more research into it so it's just like more actively social people with healthier relationships are actually more healthy on the inside as well Mm, exactly and I was actually reading a study that people are more likely to beat addiction when they do have well I guess it kind of is self-explanatory but when they have a good support system and when they're not isolating themselves and this really awesome guy who's does a lot of research in drug addiction said that the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety the opposite to addiction is connection which I really liked oh I like that okay so the next thing I like to ask is the real recap so how has your last week been Um, last week has actually been busy, productive, but also personally like a little bit flattish. I'm currently dealing with a bit of hay fever and, um, my sinuses at the moment. So that's probably why I sound a little bit congested, but it is only hay fever. Oh my God. I got the worst hay fever, like clockwork on the 1st of September. As soon as we got into spring, I woke up and I said to my boyfriend, what is wrong with me? My eyes were watering. I had an itchy throat. Oh, it was so bad. Yeah, my eyes are very itchy and sinuses are playing up. Like today is actually so windy outside here in Brisbane. So wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the next thing I like to talk about, I don't really ask people what they do, but more so what stage of life are you in currently? So that might be also known as what type of season you're in, but whether it's a season of hustle or connection or resting, what stage of life are you currently in? 
Um, I would have to say the next stage of well, season that I'm in is a growth season. Um, it's coming to an end. I'm about to start like a new chapter in life. So it's like a transition period for me. So it's like one to the next. I definitely feel that like, um, yeah, I'm not relaxing at the moment. We're kind of closing things up and moving on, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, definitely. I feel like that can be really therapeutic when you get to the end of one chapter and you're sort of just like tying all the loose ends and then you know that you're going to go into a new phase. I feel like that's so exciting. Yep. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> I would love for you to just give a little bit of a snapshot, brief introduction or the elevator pitch of who you are and what your work is. Um, so I'm Beck, 27. I live in Queensland in Brisbane and I've been up here pretty much my whole life. I am a personal trainer and online coach, so I do face-to-face PT sessions and a lot of online clients with my girls all around Australia. I have studied to be a counsellor in the past, um, and then I, as I was studying to be a counsellor, I thought that there was a massive connection to mental health and physical health, so I started studying to become a PT at the same time. And then I've put the two together and from there I've just grown and studied more. So I did my uh, sports nutritionist course and I've just completed that this year. And I'm now a um, doing a mentorship through JPS and it's just just forever um, growing and flourishing with my, with my business, uh, trying to get the awareness out there that there is a lot of mental health and physical health connection and when you do have a better mental health, you seem to thrive and grow a lot better. I didn't know that you studied counselling as well. I think that it might sound to others a little bit random using PT and counselling together, but I think all the PTs would be nodding their heads thinking so many times, it's not about the exercise, it's not about the food, it's about things a lot deeper. So I really think that's really cool that you've combined those two. Oh, 100%. And it's just like... A lot of people are actually first afraid to enter the gym um, and it all stems from mindset to start with. Uh, It could be from like anxiety, depression, and working out actually helps those things. Like it it doesn't have to be going to a gym. It could be playing a sport. It could be doing yoga or Pilates, just even something at home. But yeah, so much is connected. 100%. So I'd love to know, as a PT and a sports nutritionist, what would you say your approach or philosophy to health and fitness is? Um, To try and live a balanced, holistic um, life. So not just focusing on making sure, like, I guess your diet is 100% on point and keeping it bland and boring. It's about making sure that you are eating whole foods and things to suit your body, not what somebody else is doing. So For example, like I can eat dairy and gluten, but then I know people who can't touch either of those. And it's instead of following one program fits all, it's about finding what works best for you. Um, And then enjoying things on the weekend with like, if you have a wedding or something and not feeling like you're missing out, because that's when the, the restrictions and the binges come into play. And it's about finding what works best for someone, but not like missing out. Mm. Yeah, a hundred percent. I always say that if you're going to live it, you've got to love it. So I feel like if you're living a lifestyle that you don't enjoy, it's never going to be sustainable. Oh, a hundred percent. And like, if you are doing something and you're like, this is only for a short term and then you go back to 
doing something different and then something different and then there's a different diet that you want to try or a different workout regime like are you really living your best life and enjoying what you're doing or are you just doing something and then hating the process hating the result and it's just like really at the end of the day is that a life you want to be living or you can be going down the route of doing the things that you love and doing a workout that you really enjoy eating the foods that you do enjoy, but also seeing results and sleeping better, eating better, feeling better, moving better, like it all falls into place. Mm, exactly. I want to talk a little bit about your ebook. So it's called Bex Back to Basics, which I love the alliteration there. Um, and we'll touch a, little <laughs> yeah. bit more on, touch a little bit more on why you created the ebook later. But Back to basics. I love that idea. Why do you think it's so important for people who are beginners or even people who are advanced in their fitness and health journey to focus on the basics? I think we try to overcomplicate everything so much. Um, and with the ebook, it was just like I just noticed I was cooking things, but I was using very basic ingredients that I enjoyed it was sneaky ways to get in vegetables it wasn't overcomplicated with like oh you need to get such and such and you're just like oh god where do I even find that but yeah we seem to overcomplicate things so much so it was just good to go okay no you only need this and it's actually quite simple to be healthy like you don't need to go to so many different extremes mm. Yeah. And I think also the thing is when you do a nutrition degree or when you are such a foodie, you don't realize how little other people know. And that's not like a patronizing thing. I think that you forget that not everyone knows what you've learned. So I, I always said that I probably wouldn't make an ebook, a recipe ebook because everything I do is so basic and like a lot to do with whole foods. But then I've decided to do it because people keep on asking about it. And I was like, that's so true. Like people want to know what the basics are but they're not taught like I think we forget oh we've actually done a nutrition degree whereas these aren't these basics aren't taught as we grow up and like in school and things like that so I think it's really important to share the basics all the time it really is and people don't understand what they don't know so like like exactly what you just said so it's just getting that information to people and trying to make it a lot clearer and understanding. Mm, exactly. What was the process of creating your ebook like? And what do you think sparked your interest in making it? Well, I was already making recipes and saving them, sharing them with friends and family and on my um, business page. And I was actually kept getting prompted to do an ebook. And people were like, just do one, just do one. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I so hit. And that was my little isolation project <laughs> so it was actually my sister was just like yeah you need to put all your recipes into one place so it was so much easier for you to find and I was like well why don't I just actually commit to doing this and make an ebook it was actually on my vision board as well to do an ebook for this year so it just turned out that I did it a lot earlier than I thought I was going to that's so good. I I know quite a few people who have done that exact same thing in isolation. So I think a lot of ebooks are going to start popping up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it kept me very busy. It was good. Mm, exactly. Okay. I want to switch gears a little bit now and talk more about your business and the work that you do. I would love to know in terms of the clients you see and the, and the people you work with, what do you think the biggest misconception about health and fitness and nutrition is? Pretty much that like cutting calories is key. I hear it all the time. Um, that they're doing like, you know, very low calories to try and achieve their goals. And then like they'll have a cheat meal or a cheat day on the weekend. It's just like, well, it doesn't work that way. Or they have to cut out certain groups or 
do certain crazy fad diets. Um, and like carbs are the devil. Carbs are friends, guys. <laughs> Your online coaching platform, the Body Empowerment and Coaching Project, says that you empower women. How do you empower women in their bodies? And why do you think it's so important that you do that? I think it's very important for everyone to love themselves. So the way that I empower my girls is I allow them to see the beauty of themselves and show themselves love back. So we all get so caught up in criticizing and critiquing ourselves and bringing ourselves down, but we never compliment ourselves. So I get the girls to give themselves a compliment, um, to appreciate what our bodies can do and for them to see that like, there's so much hate going on in the world that like, and hate to love ourselves. Like since when is it like weird to love yourself? So I get them to find that self-love within themselves and actually give back. So like talk to yourself, how you would talk to somebody else. You would never stand there and bring someone down. You would give them a compliment or you would, I don't know, mention something nice, but not about like your physique either. It can be about your, your mindset like how kind they are, things that like they're worth their ethic. So it's just, yeah, empowering them to love themselves more and to do more for them. Mm, I love that so much. When it comes to your personal journey with self-love, was that something that you always kind of had down pat or did you have to work on that yourself? I definitely had to work on that one myself. Um, when I was growing up, I was quite a shy kid, didn't really like to socialise or anything like that. Um, going through primary school, I was actually bullied quite a bit just for being a bit weird and a bit of a nerd, I guess, but whatever. Um, but then I just, like, I feel like I just hit high school and it was just like being weird was cool and being yourself was cool. And I was like, whatever, like, I really don't have time to not love myself. And it was a growing pro process. It wasn't like one day I ticked over and I was like, oh, I'm confident. I still have my moments, but it's just been like a growing process since. And then just, I guess, getting into like my late twenties or well, early twenties, excuse me, there's no point and there's not enough energy in the world to be worrying about why someone doesn't like you or, yeah, I don't know, worrying about cellulite that everybody else has on their legs or varicose veins or the fact that I'm not tan enough or whatever like we are who we are for a reason and there's more time to be spending on fun things than worrying about something you don't like about your own body mm, exactly 100% so a big part of the Beck project is helping others find their optimal health and happiness what would you say the best first step towards achieving optimal health and happiness is it's to do something every day that you're going to love yourself for, to move your body in a way that you enjoy, um, even if it's just going for a walk outside and getting some sunshine. Like I love my walks just like you and getting outside, getting some sunshine. Um, I love going to the beach to nourish yourself as well. So starting your day with like, I don't know, a glass of water and your coffee, like it's not really nourishing yourself, but you know, it's giving you that caffeine that you need. But like putting food in to nourish yourself, but also having those soul foods as well. So I have the biggest sweet tooth. So I make sure I eat all my fruit and veg, get enough protein in, but I also include something that's a little bit sweet. I love some dark chocolate. So it's generally in my diet and I never feel like it's, I don't know, I'm missing out. And also to appreciate your body. Like we 
take for granted life so much, like being fit and healthy, having the ability to actually move our bodies, to love our bodies, to walk to the shops, to nourish our bodies. Like there is so much we can appreciate like in life, just being able to see, to hear, to hear this podcast. Like I don't think people realize how much of a blessing that actually is. Oh, 100%. And I always say to my clients, I think the best way to stop getting in your head about your physique and being obsessive about your appearance is to focus on the functionality of your body. Because I think we obviously a lot of us, the lucky ones are, who are able-bodied, we can get up every day. We can get up out of bed, go for a walk, get ourselves from A to B. We get so used to it, we, t- we take it for granted. So I think that's so important. Um, what would you say to people who don't often practice gratitude or don't know where to start? How do you practice gratitude? Um, I reckon first thing in the morning with a fresh mind is like the best way to start. You can just wake up and it like don't overcomplicate it. Like it's just with everything else. Like don't overcomplicate it. Like you can wake up and go, I am grateful for this bed. Like I am grateful for the fact that like you get to sleep in a comfy bed with some sheets. Like that like to start simple and small. Could be also, I am grateful for fresh water. Like that's another simple thing. And like I am grateful for my feet because you get to get up and you get to walk on those feet. Like I am grateful for this warm jumper and I'm grateful for the fact that like I get to eat and taste this great bowl of oats I love oats so like just like little tiny grateful points for that and then you start to build from that like I am grateful for I don't know my eyes I love blue eyes like I'm grateful for the fact I can grow my hair like just you can honestly have the most crazy random things but as long as it's like something to be grateful for yeah, it does upset me when people are like, I don't have anything to be grateful for. And I'm like, ooh, do you though? <laughs> but don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. I love that so much. I think gratitude is key. And I know that we hear it all the time. And I think it's a little bit cliche sometimes, but really, we can be grateful for even people in the worst situation, like you're alive. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're here. Oh, and then you feel so much better after being like, oh, I'm grateful for this and I'm grateful for that. And then it kind of just keeps rolling. You're like, oh, yep, okay. Like, there's so many things I can be grateful for now. I know, exactly. Like, I'll go on a walk and I'll be so grumpy. And then I'm like, oh, I'm grateful that I can go for a walk. And I'm like, oh, I'm grateful that it's a sunny day. And like, oh, I'm grateful for the trees. Oh my God, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. And you ch- it changes your vibe so much. I think it's actually one of the most positive vibrations that you can have gratitude. So, yeah, yeah. love it. <laughs> and then you start putting out those positive thoughts and energy and it just cuts, like starts coming back to you like the energy you put out is the energy that you get back exactly and I think if you're more positive and grateful than the person who people who you're encountering with then they're going to be more positive so it's like a ripple effect as well yeah and then even if like you are the positive influence you're probably making somebody else's day as well like if you just smile at someone like they're going to like probably in turn turn around and go oh I should probably smile more too Mm, exactly love that I feel like we could be the poster girls for gratitude (laughs) yes (laughs) I love it okay so I have some quick cues for our last segment so I've got one two three four questions so whatever comes to your mind first oh I like this okay (laughs) okay so we've got ocean swim or beach walk oh beach walk city or mountains city sweet or savory sweet (laughs) and what is your favorite day of the week monday 
Love it. Beck, thank you so much for chatting with us. I know that so many people, if they haven't followed you already, are going to want to. So where can they find you? So I have two accounts because I'm that person. (laughs) I have my personal account. It's Beck Johnson, two underscores. Um, And then I have the business account where I do post a lot of recipes and stuff like that. And that's The Beck Project. Amazing. Well, I'll link all of that below so then people can go and have a look. But thank you so much for chatting with us today. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. And that is another interview done on the Real Health Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear or see more from me, my Instagram is at Ebony May Health. And we also have an Instagram for the podcast, which is at Real Health Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Until the next episode, I wish you happiness and real health.